you know, for some reason, the world is fascinated with Cabrini Green, the former housing development uh, that was on the north side and on some prime real estate. And people were fascinated with it. Filmmakers, documentarians, you name it, there was a story uh, about Cabrini Green. Bond TV is going to uh, launch tomorrow the film 70 Acres. It's a documentary. And uh, there were a lot of players in this this particular uh, documentary. And uh, Renat Bezalel is the film director. Raymond McDonald is featured in the film. He um, grew up there in Cabrini Green. And Marguerite Mariama Moore, she narrated um, the film. And if you need more information, you could, you'll see that 70 years, there stood a Chicago, for 70 years, there stood a Chicago public housing community known as Cabrini Green, home to thousands, misunderstood by millions, and Cabrini Green once towered over the Chicago's most valuable neighborhoods. A looming reminder of inequality, Cabrini's high-rises were demolished and an African-American community cleared to make room for another social experiment. Mixed-income neighborhoods. Shot over the course of 20 years, 70 acres in Chicago documents this upheaval from the raising of the first buildings in 1995 to the clashes in the mixed income neighborhoods a decade later. 70 acres in Chicago tells the volatile story of this hotly contested patch of land while looking unflinchingly at race, class, and who has the right to live in this city. I'm going to begin by talking uh, to Ronit Belazal, or no, wait, Bezalel. Ronit, thank you so much. You are the filmmaker and the film director. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Ms. Perrysmall, for inviting us on the show. It's oh, really I think it, I think it is important, and you're you're going to be featured on Bond TV, our streaming service here. And I can't think of a better uh, documentary because we're living right now. The one thing that COVID nineteen did, it exposed the disparities and inequities in this city and around the country and around the world when it comes to health care, living conditions, et cetera. And so I thank you for uh, actually doing this film. You said you've been shooting this for 20 years? Yeah, started in 1995 and finished in 2015. So it was a long journey, but of course, you know, it took that long too for the buildings to come down. Right. And so what was it about the lore of Cabrini Green that you knew that you needed to document this and from a from the very beginning when they were talking about demolishing them, what was it about it that you said I other than the fact you have a nose for news? that this was an important story to be told. So I moved to Chicago in 1994 from Montreal, Canada. Oh, my goodness. Chicago. Yeah, I didn't know anything about Cabrini Green, except 
I was a student at Columbia College, and they said, do not go to Cabrini. Avoid Cabrini, never go there. So I wanted to know, what, what was this Cabrini Green? What, what, you know, what is this neighborhood? And I would take the train every day to school, and I would see Cabrini Green, and I saw it being torn down. And I wanted to know more. I wanted to know a lot about Chicago's racist housing uh, history and why was there this community that was segregated from the the city from the near north side and why was there inequality and what was going on i wanted to know more and i wanted to know why is this community this black community in the center of the city being torn down and why are people being displaced mm-hmm. and so um what what did you learn what was your takeaway as you talked to people that lived there. Did you ever get the sense that it was a community just like any other, but underserved? Very much so. I mean, I think from the very beginning that I went in there, I saw I saw the community. I saw the warmth. I saw the parties. I saw people looking out for each other, for their neighbors. And I also saw it was underserved in the sense that it was cut off in some ways from the city. But in other ways, it was served in the sense that there were there were community groups. Mm-hmm. There was near north, the lower north center. There were people could go and hang out and get services. And so it was a maligned community. It was a stereotyped community. And, of course, that was done in a way to tear it down. And let's go to Marguerite Moore. Marguerite um, Marima Moore, you narrated the film, and you had relatives that lived in Cabrini. Why did you want to be a part of this project? Oh, well, thank you for having me, sure. uh, Perry, and thank you, Ronit, and, and Raymond. I know you're on there, too. You, uh, What an outstanding job. Uh, this is a brilliant expose, and I'm, I'm really proud to have been a part of it. Um, well, this, this film fits perfectly within the realm of my life's work. I've been using the arts to empower specifically by telling the stories of African-American history, which is American history. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an activist, artist, uh, educator for over 40-something years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and this story really spoke to me because my family served as the anchor for our relatives moving north during the Great Migration as they fled terrorism and abuse, mm-hmm. seeking a better life. And our home in Princeton Park, a private segregated housing complex on the south side, was where we all lived uh, communally. And um, so my relatives moved to, once they established themselves here in Chicago, they lived with us, as I said, for a while, and then they moved to Cabrini Green. And while they were there, we, uh, far southsiders, used to go to the north and hang out and go to the beach, and we just loved it because Cabrini Green in 1957, when, when they moved there, they mm-hmm. lived there from 57 to 60, was a wonderful place to live. It was a great neighborhood. Um, and uh, so they, they got their footing in Cabrini Green for the three years that they were there, and then they moved to um, Inglewood, and then my uh, enterprising uncle started his own business, mm-hmm. and then they moved to the far south side. So Cabrini Green is, is, a, is a part of the fabric of, of, of my family history. And so I was really, um, really charged to, when I, found, when I was invited to, um, to narrate this film. Yeah. And because it was, an again, a, 
my family history. The documentary film, 70 Acres, is going to air on Bond TV uh, beginning tomorrow as we celebrate our Black History Month with um, film. And I, like I said, I, Ronit uh, came from uh, Montreal, Canada, and she saw these towering edifices, and she wanted to know what it was like, who was there, what what was this maligned community uh, she wanted to see for herself. And one of those people that was probably living there at some point is Raymond McDonald. Raymond has a very interesting story, and he uh, actually uh, lived there with his grandmother. Raymond, thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate you and um, your your story being told in 70 Acres. For you, Raymond, what was it like growing up in Cabrini-Green? Thanks for having me. Sure. Uh, and thanks for having all of us on the on the show as well. Thank you. Um, go, I appreciate you. Um, growing up in Cabrini, I'm still here today, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, um, growing up in Cabrini was a magnificent experience. Um, just a Cabrini green feeling of home. Um, our neighborhood was was... <sighs> It was a magnificent place growing up. What? I mean, when did you start living there? I mean, were you brought there at birth or? Uh, yes, I grew up in Cabrini since childhood. My grandmother oh. adopted me at 10 days of age. Oh, okay. Um, and she still allowed me because my mother grew sickly as she grew older. Mm-hmm. So my grandmother took that responsibility on to adopt me and allow me to know my mother and my father as well. That being said, um, I grew up in Cabrini around social work. My auntie Carol Steele, her daughter, is the president of the Cabrini Green Local Advisors Council. So I grew up around so much community activism growing up. I was able to see presidential works from from the inside of, of those offices. By that being my auntie um, Carol Steele. Mm. Um, what a it, rich it was, legacy! Yes, it, it was. It was something unexplainable. Um, I. I take I take those memories and I and I hold on to them dearly because I don't see them today. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see some of those same things being done because the community isn't there anymore. Yeah. As far as the rich history of it. So let me ask you this: When it comes to um, Cabrini Green, a lot of people had a lot of notions. There was good that happened there, and because of um, you know, social ills, whatever you want to call them, there were some very bad things about Cabrini Green. What about since you are still there in the, and I guess you're living in a, the mixed income community? Does that work? Do mixed income communities work? Um, I actually live in the row house complex. Uh, okay. Um, those were the original um, parts of the Cabrini Green. Um, project and and also i do live in the mixed income um in a sense but the row houses isn't quite as um integrated with market rate buyers yet mm-hmm. but for the income for the mixed income community right next door to me with affluent rich half a million dollar on market rate buyers mm-hmm. this neighborhood is in a community i'm sorry to say for people who might have thought that um, the 
plans for transformation was going to be this plan of euphoric um, investments. It is not so. Um, there's a disconnect there with the privileged feelings of the market rate buyers and the feelings of already being solidified at home for those from Section 8 um, public housing mm -hmm. tenants who are already there for generations before. Yeah. That's so unfortunate, um, Ronit. It's so unfortunate, and I'm so glad that you were able to um, do 70 acres, and, and even though it was a 20-year project, uh, I, I imagine that you became very close to this community. Yes, very much so. Mm -hmm. uh, I really, um, the, to the community, to the people at Cabrini Green, the history, the legacy, it was a privilege to be able to make this film and be led into the community and, and make this film. Marguerite, I should call you Dr. Moore. I did not know that you had your Ph.D. in performance education, and she has quite the resume, guys. Uh, she was a contributor to The Blues, a PBS uh, documentary on the history of blues music produced by Martin Scorsese, and she's a hometown girl um, who graduated from Southern Illinois University. And so to be a part of this um, project, Dr. Moore, um, do you, would you like to see more truth told about what the black community is, who we are? Uh, would you like to see more of that? And I think that we are, you know, during this, this kind of plan for transformation, um, the fact that we actually have the ear, Black Lives Matter has the ear of the world right now. Would you like to see more of this done, even though it's it's a labor of love? Well, first of all, please call me Marguerite. Okay. <laughs> and, and, um, of course I would. I mean, my, my work is all about telling the truth. It's, it's, the truth will set us free. And that's why this film is so important, because it tells a story that most people don't know, and it certainly isn't in the history books. Yeah. There's a dire need for truth-telling today, especially in this celebrity-obsessed bling culture that we live in, where yeah. uh, who we are gets lost behind uh, what we have. Uh, and, I mean, it's, it's, it's a sad testimony to the transactional way that we interact with, uh, with one another versus the way we used to to, to operate in, mm -hmm. in tandem with sort of relational uh, um, con connections to one another, but uh, so this is this is an important story to be told. And and I you know I was an early activist. I started uh, uh, marching uh, at, at age thirteen against the Willis wagons, which was Chicago's answer to overcrowded uh, schools. Um, where they installed trailers in the black schools rather than expanding the schools. That Willis they did. wagons, yeah, the Willis wagons. Exactly in the in the white community. So, so I've been I've been treading this course for a long time, and it, and it's it's about time that our uh, deep resonating stories began uh, began to emerge because they're the um, really. The core of who we are is, resides within those stories. 
Well, I just say, want to say, Ronit Bezalel and Raymond McDonald and Marguerite Moore, thank you so much for joining us today. I'll be tuning in. Uh, this is a story that I have been wanting to see for a long time. And uh, Ronit, thank you so much for uh, doing this. I, I, I really, I appreciated it 100%. So guys, tune in to bond.tv tomorrow, or you can go on Roku and watch 70 Acres. I don't think you'll be disappointed.